started. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, and it's my privilege to be your announcer on this, the 16th Sunday after Pentecost and LWML Sunday. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinegar, and the acolytes are Carson Ray and Anna Trieger. Today's broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn is Christ is Our Cornerstone, found on page 912 of the Lutheran Service Book. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship this morning. Once again, it's good to be with you all here in the Lord's house to, to worship him, to receive his gifts that he has prepared to serve us with, with his word and sacraments. Why don't we stand this morning, greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't know or recognize, please go say hi. Oh, yes. Oh, my. All right, we have just a few announcements uh, before we continue with the, our worship service this morning. First, the council meeting is tonight at 7 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. The next announcement is that the Altar Guild are in need of helpers to fill the candles for the coming year. If you would like to do that or are interested in doing that, please see Edith Harmon. Where is Edith? I saw her once. Edith, raise your hand. There she's over there. Okay. Uh, next, today is LWML Sunday, so you will notice a lot of special features that have to do with our uh, LWML group. One of the things that you will notice that they have, have done is all of the hymnals all have new ribbons, and they were, re they were responsible for making that, that happen, and so we are very thankful to them 
for that wonderful gift. Also, uh, just another reminder that the Springfield Symphony, their Reformation program, is coming up on October the 14th. There is a poster on the bulletin board uh, that is right outside here. You will need to get your tickets ordered uh, soon if you are planning to go. And finally, uh, as always, we invite you to join us for Sunday school and Baba class every morning beginning at 8.45. We uh, both, both groups meet in the school that is right across the road from here. We are also very excited to hear our Lamb's Choir sing for us in just a few moments. So let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, how thankful that we are for today. And we are thankful, Lord, that, um, that as your word says, that your Holy Spirit has enlightened us, called us by the gospel, and sanctified us with his gifts. And we thank you, Lord, that you have called us here today. And so, Lord, we ask that as we hear your word being spoken and sung, Lord, that you would open our hearts and open our minds uh, so that these words that you have for us, that they would have uh, such a profound impact on us. Um, and Lord, we are thankful that, again, as your word promises, that your word never returns void. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give us now a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. In Jesus' name, amen. Our opening hymn is number 912, Christ is our cornerstone, number 912. the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, to 
Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you, God, for Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead, and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Please be seated. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. 
Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people, making us ready to confess Jesus. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies, and grant to your church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 54 to 61. Now, as Solomon finished offering all this prayer and plea to the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, where he had knelt with hands outstretched toward heaven. And he stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he has promised. Not one word has failed of all his good promise, which he spoke by Moses his servant. The Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers, May he not leave us or forsake us, that we may incline our hearts to him, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his rules, which he commanded our fathers. Let these words of mine, with which I have pleaded before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God day and night, and may he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel as each day requires, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God. There is no other. Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. This is the word of the Lord. Now we will be blessed with the singing of the Lamb's Choir.
young disciples who are here today who are not up here already uh, to come forward for the children's message with Miss Menning. Bring up your mighty mics as well. morning. How's everybody doing? Today I am going to talk about Romans 10 verses 9 through 10 and it sounds like this because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God, God raised him from the dead you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Have you ever heard anyone say, liar, liar, pants on fire? Is it okay? I'm going to ask you a question, but don't answer this out loud. Just think about it in your head. Is it okay to ever call someone a liar? Let's think about that. Today, we are going to remember two, everyone hold up two fingers. Today, we are going to remember two important events in the history of Jesus's church. The first one is the 500 years of the Reformation. Have we been talking about that at school? Does anyone know what that means? Well, let's talk about it right now. Hopefully by the end of October, they will understand what that means. Um, in 1517, which was 500 years ago, Martin Luther told the church authorities that what they were teaching was not true. The church was trying to teach that you had to pay money to get forgiveness for your sins. Is that what the Bible tells us? No. The Bible teaches us that our forgiveness comes from a free gift from God because of what Jesus did for us, right? We don't have to pay any money for that forgiveness, for that forgiveness of sins. So Martin Luther told the church what you are saying is not true. And he did a wonderful thing by saying or confessing that we are saved by grace through faith. And he even wrote a book called The Small Catechism. Seventh and eighth graders get to learn more about what that means when they get to be in seventh and eighth grade. And that book is a book that Martin Luther wrote that helps us understand more about what the Bible says. We also say something else uh, in church that helps us understand what the Bible says. Uh, that's called the Apostles' Creed. How many of you have heard the Apostles' Creed? We say it in chapel sometimes. Um, we say it in church. And uh, the Apostles' Creed helps us to summarize quickly what the Bible teaches. And every time we say the creed, we are saying what we believe is true. Let's practice that now. 
I'm going to say something, and I want you guys to say this is most certainly true. Are you ready? God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God's word is true. God sent his son to save us. God forgives all our sins because of Jesus. And God wants all people to know his love and to be his children. That was great. We confessed that together. Remember at the beginning of my uh, talk, I said we were going to talk about two things. The first thing was the Reformation. The second thing that we are going to remember today is the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. And we call that the LWML. When you guys are at school, have you ever seen some ladies gathered together working down whenever you get ready to go to lunch? Working downstairs in the fellowship hall? That's the ladies of our LWML. And for 75 years, they have been sharing God's truth with our neighbors here in the community and throughout the world. And through them, God has made a difference and changed millions of hearts and lives all over the world. One thing that they do is called collecting mites. And I think, oh, here it is. This is a little box. And the ladies will put their change in here. And then they bring them to their meetings and they send these out, the money that they collect throughout the world to make a difference in the name of Jesus. Isn't that exciting? So you guys all get to take home a box that says, my mites. All right? Oh, sorry, Colton. So let's close by singing a song that talks about something we know is most certainly true. How many of you know Jesus loves me? How many of you know Jesus loves me? Okay, let's sing that together. And some of you even know the sign language, right? Okay. Let's sing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Let's bow our heads and close our eyes, and we're going to say a prayer. Dear Jesus, you have saved us from our sins, and you have taught us the truth. And we give you thanks to you for your faithful servants like Martin Luther and the LWML. Help us always to be ready to confess Jesus' truth. And we all say together, amen, this is most certainly true. Let's say that. Amen, this is most certainly true.
The epistle reading for today comes from 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 to 4. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Alleluia. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our hymn of the day is number 733 in the Lutheran service book. God, our help in ages past, number 733.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, as, you, as we have said, is LWML Sunday, and in that light, um, the, the um, president of Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne has written a sermon for that. He's not here to give it, but I've sort of adapted his um, sermon for our purposes today. And to start, I want to tell you about the lady in our past church who was the LWML leader for our circuit. She was the classic definition of a, of a sweet little old lady. Her name was Ellie Hovick. And you always knew when Ellie was coming to church because she was the one who was only about, oh, five feet tall. She always wore pink. She always had a pink hat on. And she always had gifts to give to certain people. Sometimes those gifts were flowers. Sometimes those gifts were, uh, were little crosses that she might find or little trinkets or whatever the case was. But Ellie always came to church on Sunday morning bearing some kind of a gift for somebody that she had thought about and that she had prayed about in the previous week. It was just the kind of person that Ellie was. But I always thought that the most interesting thing that she always gave were these little crosses, and these crosses were made out of little, uh, those little um, uh, pins, those little clips that you hold the bag of bread together with. She somehow figured out a way to make crosses out of those little bread clips, and every time that I see a bread clip, I think of her. And the reason that she did all of this was not for her own account, not for anything, not to make herself look better or, or more holy than anybody else, but she did it because she knew that it was her job, that it was her vocation, and we're going to talk more about that this morning, that it was her vocation to confess what she knew and believed about her Savior, about Jesus. The gospel was given to her to confess. Which brings us into our LWML group here that we have here at Trinity. And I want to read to you just a few things, just a few facts uh, about the history of this wonderful group before we go on much further. The group began in the 1850s and it started local auxiliaries to meet the needs of people, mending clothes for seminarians, equipping hospitals, establishing schools, developing convalescent and retirement homes, assisting with orphanages and residences for people with disabilities. They gathered clothing, furniture, and food, funding mission endeavors both home and abroad. And on their website, they list the purpose of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. And I want you to pay close attention to this. The purpose of the Lutheran, of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League, delegates agreed at the first convention in 1942. 
was to develop a greater mission consciousness among women, missionary education, missionary inspiration, and missionary service. They define a missionary as an individual member who was to win and hold the souls for Christ the Master, visit the sick and the shut-ins, relieve the needy, and cultivate the spirit of sisterly good cheer and fellowship. And so you see this larger mite box here and the smaller ones that the children received this morning, those, those mite boxes are collected in order for them to fund all of the mission endeavors that they produce. Things like we said, like equipping hospitals, um, establishing schools, retirement homes, and so much more. Interestingly, in the 500th year of the Reformation is the same year that this is the 75th anniversary of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. And so some of you men might be thinking, well, this sermon is going to be all about the women, so I'm just going to turn off my ears and I'm not going to pay attention anymore. Well, it's not. The purpose of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League and their vocation what they feel called by God to do, to serve him, is what all of us are called to do as well. So first, we're going to take a look at the text. The text is from the Timothy text that, you, that we just read. So if you would, open your Bibles with me to that text. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Timothy is a disciple or a student of the Apostle Paul. And so this is what Paul, part of what Paul is saying to his young disciple in the fourth chapter of his second letter. He says, I charge you, Timothy, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching, specifically being focused on be ready in season and out of season. Just like Ellie Hobick did, she knew that her vocation as a child of God, also as a member of our church, and also as a member of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League, she knew that her vocation, her calling was to confess the gospel, to be ready to confess that gospel in season and out of season. Many people think that the growing of the church is the responsibility only of the pastor. I can assure you that if the growing of the church, of this, of our particular church body and all of the church bodies throughout our entire land, if it was only the responsibility of the pastor, folks, guess what? We're sinful too. And if it was only our responsibility, the church would not grow. It certainly would not grow very fast. The confession of the gospel is something that all of us, you and I, have been given as a gift. Let's look at, very quickly, another text from, this time, from 1 Timothy chapter 3. Again, Paul is talking to his young disciple. 
And he is giving here the personality qualifications of an overseer, of a pastor. He says, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, and with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? Isn't it interesting that all of those personality qualifications for a pastor don't they just sort of sound like personality qualifications that you'd want to have anyway, even if you aren't a pastor? You see, that's the thing, is that this gospel that we have been given, it is not just given to us as pastors to give. It has been given to all of you to give and to confess in season and out of season as well. And this gets into one of my very favorite topics, the topic of vocation. A vocation is simply that which you, it is simply the, the area of life that you are in, whether it is anything, whether it is a mother, a father, a son, a daughter, a grandparent, so many others. And in that situation, God has called you to confess his gospel, to confess the faith that you believe. It does not matter what your vocation is. All of you have been given the calling to confess the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, crucified, died, risen, and lives with his Father in heaven forever. And some of you might be sitting there thinking, well, I, don't, I just don't have many opportunities to do that. What I do, it just doesn't really give me the, the chance to do such things. And to, what, and to that comment, I say baloney. Every single one of you has been given this gift. It doesn't matter if you are a mother, a father, a son, or a daughter, if you are a stay-at-home mom. If you work in an office, if you are a farmer, if you sell shoes, if you are somebody who is shut in and is not able to get outside of your house as much as you would like, if you are a man, woman, or child, all of you have, have been given the gift of the gospel. To confess this gift, to be ready in season and out of season, just as the Apostle Paul says. If you are a stay-at-home mom, your charge is to your children that you, that you see and to raise them up in this Christian faith. If you are somebody who works in an office, your charge is to the people that you work with. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that you say. I'm not saying that the next time that you go to the office and you're sitting around the water cooler and, you know, Jed, uh, you should really go to church. It doesn't have to be like that. Simply by how you act, simply by how you live your life, simply by how you talk to other people, 
simply by how those people see you around your family, are all confessions of the gospel. If you farm, the people that you come into contact with, the people that you work with, the people that you do business with, all of those people are watching. How does, how do he, how does he or she act? What, what are they saying? All of these things are reflections of the gospel that is in us. If you sell shoes, if you are shut in, again, if you are man, woman, child, it doesn't matter what your vocation is. And guess what? All of us have one. At least one. It doesn't matter what your vocation is. What Paul is trying to tell Timothy in, in, these, in these two letters is that all of us have been given this gift, this precious gift of the gospel to confess with our actions with our words every day to the people that we have been called to. All have been called and all need to be ready because our world is in desperate need. The statistics show that 90% of people in America believe in God. But the statistics also show that the majority of that 90% does not believe in a biblical God. They believe in some other kind of God, or, or not, certainly not the God that is, has been revealed to us through his word. 60% of evangelical Christians think that there is more than one way to God than Jesus. Let me say that one more time. 60%. 60% is more than half. That means it's the majority. The majority of Christians in this country think that there is more than one way to God, more than one way to heaven than Jesus. That's incredible. That is amazing to me. And it just tells me, and it should tell all of us here today, all the more reason that no matter what the vocation that we have been given, the calling in our lives that we have been given, the places that we find ourselves in, whether you're selling shoes, whether you are a farmer, whether you are a stay-at-home at mom, it doesn't matter. This world desperately needs to hear the saving balm of the gospel. That there once lived a man, and his name was Jesus Christ. And he was the fulfillment of the law for us. That their sins have been forgiven, that their past doesn't matter anymore. That God has removed their sins as far as the east is from the west. And this Jesus came and he lived among us. His, his, his name literally means God with us. So God was with us, lived among us, taught among us, performed miracles and miraculous signs among us, and then he died. And he died on Calvary's cross for the sins of the entire world, and then he rose again three days later, just like he promised. And folks, you don't have to dress it up. You don't have to make it sound fancy. You don't have to do anything else other than to say, Jesus died for you, and he rose again for you so that you can call him Lord. That's it. It doesn't have to be any fancier than that. Whether you are a student whether you sell shoes, whether you are a mother, a stay-at-home mom, a father, 
a farmer. It doesn't matter what you do. If you are retired, you're called to be ready in season and out of season to be ready to confess the hope and the truth that we have. This is why groups like the LWML is so significant and is so needed today because all of the things that they do, certainly the money that is collected in these mite boxes and go to throughout, not just our nation, but throughout the entire world. Why? Because of one reason, the gospel. One singular reason, the good news about Jesus Christ, crucified, died, and risen for us. This is why the very existence of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League and so many other other groups that do such good work for our nation and for our world is so incredibly important. Again, and just to say this one last time, because of the confession of the gospel that all of you, no matter how young you are, no matter how old that you are, the confession of the gospel that has been given to you to confess. And so through the help of the Holy Spirit, if you find yourself in a situation where you know that you need to say something about Jesus or something about what you believe, but you don't quite know what the words to say are, God promises you that the Spirit will give you words. God also promises us this, that his word, his word read, his word spoken, his his word that is found only in the Bible, will never, ever come back empty. Will never, ever come back void. So we have no reason to fear for not being able to have nothing to say. The Holy Spirit will help you know what to say, and his word never comes back void. And so as we, get, as we leave here, let us all continue to join in the vocation of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League, in confessing the gospel, the truth that Jesus Christ came and he lived and he died on the cross and he rose again three days later for you and for me. In our Savior's name, amen. Please stand. We now confess together this truth of what we believe about our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we do so using the words of the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say together the Lutheran Women's Missionary League Pledge, as it is found printed in your bulletin. 
Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. God has entrusted to his people the task of teaching all nations. We thank him for the 75 years he has given to the blessed to that he has blessed the work of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League. And in obedience to his call for workers in the harvest fields, we pledge him our willing service wherever and whenever he has need of us. That the joyous truth of the gospel may be known in every generation. We consecrate to our Savior our hands to work for him, our feet to go on his errands, our voice to sing his praises, our lips to proclaim his redeeming love, our silver and our gold to extend his kingdom, and our will to do his will and ever power of our life. We are mindful of the shortness of time and the uncertainties of life. Preserve our, faithfulness, preserve our faithfulness and strengthen us for service in our communities and throughout the world. To the great task of bringing the lost and the erring into the eternal fellowship of him. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. In the uh, pew on the aisle sides is the red sign-in book. Whether you are a member or a guest with us, please uh, sign that book so that we know that you were here worshiping with us. Um, and the person who receives it on the window side, send it back to the aisle sides, please, so that the elders can pick them up after worship. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. <coughs> the mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Trinity's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the, in the uh, school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information about the ladies' Bible study groups, please call the church office at 417-235 7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, Power to Overcome Worry and Anxiety. The speaker is the Reverend Dr. Gregory Zeltz. Lutheran Hour broadcasts are made possible by donations to the broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help.
We have a few folks that we want to remember in our prayers this morning. First, for those who are on our health list, from Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Laura Oberman, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Elmer Kaiser, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Landreth Worm, Marjean Clanton, Larry Kilhoffer, and Karen Kleibaker. Also for the family of Anita Brazil. Uh, Anita is the sister-in-law uh, of Dottie and Nolan Kleibaker. Uh, Anita's husband passed away, so we will keep them in our prayers as well. Uh, also for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, uh, for Dale and Luana Chapman, who will celebrate 43 years of marriage on October the 5th. Also for Darren and Meandra Shane, who will celebrate 27 years of marriage on October the 5th. And uh, for Francis Brown, who will be celebrating 91 years of life today, October 1st. And so we go to our Lord in prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. For the church, that God our Father in heaven may look with mercy on us, and grant us grace so that his name be hallowed by us, and all the world throughout the pure and true teaching of his word, and the fervent love of our lives, let us pray to the Lord. For the extension of God's kingdom, that all who are blinded and bound in the devil's kingdom be brought to know Jesus Christ, his Son, through faith, and that the number of Christians may be increased, let us pray to the Lord. For all servants of the church, that they may be filled with the Holy Spirit as they do the work of ministry and missions, you have given them to do with excellence and faithfulness. Let us pray to the Lord. For the women of the Lutheran Women's Missionary League, that they always be ready to confess in thought, word, and deed, here in our country and throughout the world, Christ's work of redemption for all people. Let us pray to the Lord. For the leaders of these United States, for the president of our nation, for our representatives and senators and all public servants, that they may be faithful in their leadership and just in their decisions. Let us pray to the Lord. For vulnerable neighbors, the unborn, widows, orphans, the lonely, the poor, and all needy and suffering persons that our gracious Lord would meet all their needs of body and soul according to his will, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick, the suffering, the grieving, and the dying, especially those we name in our hearts now. Lord, also for those who are listed on our health list, also, Lord, for Anita and her family, may your Holy Spirit bring consolation to them, the consolation of your love, which surpasses all that our minds can possibly do. Lord, also, uh, for those who are still recovering from all of the natural disasters, we ask that you would bring to them a speedily restoration. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, also for all those that are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, 
for Dale and Luana upon 43 years of marriage, for Darren and Meandra, who are celebrating 27 years of marriage. We pray, Lord, that you would draw them closer to one another in this next year. Draw them especially closer to you as husband and wife. Lord, also for Frances, who is celebrating 91 years of life today, we give you thanks, Lord, for her 91 years, for her faithfulness, Lord, to you and to the gospel. Uh, Lord, for her and for all uh, who are listed on our health list and on our anniversary and our birthday list, we pray that you would help all of them, all of us, to continue to confess the truth of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, for all who eat and drink the Lord's precious body and blood, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins, strengthening of faith, life, and salvation, and be filled with the love of Christ to offer their lives in service to their neighbors near and far. Let us pray to the Lord. Almighty God, since you have granted us the favor to call on you with one accord, and have promised that where two or three are gathered together in your name, you are in the midst of them. Fulfill now the prayers of your servants, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who on the day of Pentecost sent the Holy Spirit upon his disciples, empowering them to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing.
who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and the wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The first of our distribution hymns is number 728 in the Lutheran service book. Number 728, How Firm a Foundation.
our next distribution hymn is number 547 in the Lutheran service book, The Lamb.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and his joy. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, since you have called your church to witness that in Christ you have reconciled us unto yourself, grant that by your Spirit we may proclaim the good news of your salvation, that all who hear may receive the gift of salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. We are ready to confess Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. We are ready. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 832 in the Lutheran service book, Jesus Shall Reign, number 832.
It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FreightStaffRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Again, a very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors this morning. We're very, very glad that you were here with us. Special thanks to the Lambs Choir for their singing today. Also, again, a very special thanks to our uh, Lutheran Women's Missionary League, um, who just does such great work, and not only for our church here, um, but also for those around us. Uh, at this time, our, a son of our church, Doug Hansen, has an announcement for us. So, Doug, please. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. Is, is this on? Everybody hear me okay? Um, I, see, I see a lot of awful familiar faces and some that are not as familiar. Uh, I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Douglas Hansen. I, uh, I grew up here, and last year um, I did lose my fiance last fall. It was uh, the night before Thanksgiving, and her brother and I, we started a foundation in her, on, on her behalf. And uh, again, this was the night before Thanksgiving. The support of my community, of, of my congregation, of what, you know, the people here that I love, that I believe in, and that I really appreciate uh, has just been overwhelming, and I wanted to uh, just express, take a moment to express a lot of thanks. In the last year, Emily's brother and I, we have, we have raised nearly $30,000 uh, to go towards one mission. Emily loved education, she loved learning, and she was, uh, she was an attorney. We met at law school, and she was just an absolutely wonderful individual. What we've done is we've set up this scholarship on her, uh, you know, in her name, and it's the Emily's Light Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. This foundation, the entire mission is, is meant to really, really promote going to school. And what we do is we, we uh, solicit and we take applications from uh, people who have cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis is a genetic disorder that is terminal. It takes people far too soon, and it ultimately took Emily from all of us. What we are hoping for is that uh, we could maybe solicit one more time support from this community. Right now we have a, a soccer game tomorrow night. The Monette High School uh, boys soccer team is playing Cassville. The game starts at 4.30 in the afternoon. We are selling t-shirts and we are having a silent auction and we are taking donations. And every single dollar will go towards the foundation in order to promote uh, furthering education for those kids with cystic fibrosis. The last thing I want to say about that and the reason that's so important is because a lot of these foundations what you find is that they go towards a national organization. Every dollar in our foundation is going towards these scholarships. It's not going towards any, any, uh, anybody's pocket. We, don't, we, we operate 100% on a volunteer basis. 
and we are we are uh, 501c3 certified through the IRS so everything is going towards scholarships to eventually promote these children and these students going to uh, get their, to further their education if anybody has any questions I will be around for a while afterwards I am uh, extremely proud of this foundation I'm extremely appreciative of this community again I, I see several faces out there right now that uh, showed up for the funeral and have, have reached out to me over me and my family over the course of the last year so I just want to, again, thank you again for all the support. And if, if you do have any questions about our foundation, our mission, or what we intend to do going forward, uh, I will stick around. I'll be around after the fact. So thank you all again. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Doug, for sharing that news. It's also a wonderful news, the uh, amount that has, has been raised just in this last year for that. So thank you very, very much. Um, with that, uh, I uh, uh, hope that you all have a very blessed week. Uh, again, if you have any questions for Doug, he will be around here afterwards, and uh, I look forward to seeing everybody very soon. guys. Hello. Hi, Kim. Hello. Hey, boys. Good to see you all. Hello. Hello. Glenn, good to see you. Hey, Peyton, good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Thelma. Good morning. What's that? There you go. Good job. Good job. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, very good. That's right. Good morning, McKinley.